Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 93. Hey, this is Dr. Stephen Barry from Viome, and if you want to learn how to work with billionaires, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, I'm sure you've heard me and my guests talk a lot about the importance of masterminds. I know I personally would not be anywhere near where I am today without spending tens of thousands of dollars investing into building relationships in a mastermind setting. So on that, I am opening up a second round of my mastermind, Build Your Network Alpha in order to build relationships with some of you guys out there. If this is something that interests you, please head over to buildyournetwork.co slash alpha to submit an application and hop on the phone with me to chat about it. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Stephen Barry. Stephen is a physician, entrepreneur, scientist, teacher, and author who has been passionate about the relationship of the microbiome to health and disease for over 25 years. He wrote some of the first modern papers on dysbiosis and leaky gut. He founded Genova Diagnostics 
the world's largest chronic disease clinical laboratory in 1986 in order to provide physicians and consumers with diagnostic tests that help determine the causes of disease. Stephen has written several New York Times best-selling layperson health books, as well as being published in many peer-reviewed medical journals. For the past six years, he has been in China assisting the central government in implementing functional medicine into the Chinese healthcare system. Stephen, thank you so much for coming to the show today. I'm so excited to have you on. I know we had a couple technical difficulties the first time around. So I'm excited to give this one a shot here. Why don't you go ahead and expound a tad on that intro and then tell us what you're most excited about right now. Absolutely. First of all, Travis, thanks for having me on here. And and thanks for the opportunity to share a little bit of my story with your listeners. So my story is kind of interesting, I guess. In the streets of Manhattan, playing stickball, dodging the cars, I guess a long time ago, a horse farm in North Carolina, China, actually one of the assistants for President Xi. And so it's been this interesting world, worldwide journey. But there's always been a common thread to it. And that is, what can I do with my life? Why am I here? Why am I on the planet? Mm-hmm. And for me, the answer was, okay, how do I educate people about their health and how to improve their health? So that's been the common thread pretty much in, in all the diverse things that I've done, whether it's businesses or working with the clients and kind of putting it all together and what is my mission and how do I accomplish it? Yeah. So in that intro, I said a couple of words that I even had to ask for pronunciation on one of them, although I, I guessed right the first time, but that was dysbiosis. And then we also mentioned leaky gut and the microbiome and its importance right. to health and disease. So if you can just take a few minutes and kind of dissect what those terms mean, and then tell us what that was like 25 years ago when you first started trying to implement this stuff and how much resistance you were met with and then what that looks like today. Absolutely. So the microbiome has been my passion for about 45 years. And I think it's a good time. Let's talk about what that means. So microbiome refers to single cell organisms like bacteria, parasites, fungi, viruses, phages, and they exist in the entire planet. So our planet Earth has a microbiome. These little orange cell organisms are in the air, they're in the water, they're in our soil. The bacteria in the soil would allow plants to grow properly. What's in the air allows us to make good sourdough bread, for example, and beer. So they're very, very important for the health of our planet. Now, when we think about animals, we have a microbiome that exists on our skin. The microbiome is actually very much intimately related to how fast our skin ages and the health of our skin. They're in our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth. And most importantly, they're in our gastrointestinal tract. And that's been my main interest. And there are over 40 trillion bacteria microbiome in the human gut. That's a thousand times more than all the cells in the body. Wow. And not only are the bacteria there, but their DNA metabolic activity is four million times more than all the activity of human cells. So we're actually referring it to now as an additional organ of the body because it actually has more activity, produces more chemicals, more influence on us than everything else that make us up as humans. And I got a funny little story if I could tell Travis. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, go for it. A quick one. So about five million years ago, planet had a bunch of bacteria on it. Uh, humans didn't start to a couple hundred thousand years ago. So five million years ago, lots of bacteria in one place. And the bacteria kind of got together and, and said, okay, we want to be warmer. Let's Maybe we can create something to keep us warm. And then they said, let's create something that can get us food. We can tell we want food, we're hungry, and it will get us food. Oh, let's create something that will walk around the planet and poop in lots of places and spread our bacteria all around the world. And that's how the bacteria created human beings as a vehicle to support their life. And I know this sounds tongue-in-cheek, but maybe we'll get into the recent research in the past two years is now showing that this is actually almost true. Mm. The bacteria are controlling what we think when we're hungry, when we're happy, when we're going to get a disease. 
our risk of almost every disease is now related to the balance of the uh, microbiome in our gut. Yeah. And you mentioned the term dysbiosis. Yes. And that really means an imbalance. So when the bacteria are out of balance and that creates the fact they're not producing enough of the good chemicals, they're perhaps producing more of the bad chemicals that cause inflammation throughout the body. The bacteria actually produce 90% of the serotonin, which is what makes us feel good in our brain. So if they're unhappy and not producing serotonin, we're unhappy and we have depression. And amazingly, the bacteria send chemicals up through our vagus nerve from the gut to our brain. It's a constant communication. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need Indeed. So this whole study is basically based on the fact that if we can solve the problems in the gut, then basically any form of disease can also be solved. Is that right? That's correct. And we can do two things. We can take care of what's happening today and we can lower the risk of disease in the future. Another example just came out uh, actually in the past three months. Most people are aware of that cancer immunotherapy, chemotherapy drugs only work in a small percentage of people who have a particular kind of tumor and have lots of toxic side effects for everybody else. It turns out that the balance of the bacteria in the gut totally controls when the chemotherapy drug will be effective and when it will not be effective and be toxic. Wow. So now, now physicians, um, cancer oncologists, doctors, are now trying to manipulate the gut microbiome to make the chemotherapy drugs more effective. <laughs> so every place we look. Yeah, that's incredible. So I assume, and I could be wrong here, but I'm interested to hear you talk a little bit about it. I assume that 25 years ago when you were really trying to implement this and to you know start telling people and spreading the word about this, I assume that it's something that was not 
widely accepted in Western culture. Is that true? If so, why do you think that was? And then if not, how has that kind of transformed in the last, you know, 25 years since you've been working on it? Sure. Well, it was part of perhaps the folklore culture of both the West and the East. Yogurt was always known to be uh, having good health effects throughout history for thousands of years, fermented products, for example. But Western medicine, you know, since the 1940s, went off on a different direction in terms of antibiotics and starting to think about the body as discrete parts instead of a holistic part. So when I first started to talk about this in 19. 86, 87, and I actually gave a presentation at the American College of Gastroenterology in New Orleans. There were about 10,000 gastroenterologists there. And about six people actually stood up and called me a witch and left, no <laughs> and left, the, left the conference. Yeah, but I knew, you so know, not I, knew, I, knew I was right. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I mean, I knew I was right, so it didn't surprise me, but it didn't affect what I believed was carrying out my mission, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, so if you're a pioneer, you know, nothing new, but if you're trying to change the world and you're a pioneer, you know, you're close to the edge of the cliff and you're disrupting stuff. Right. So right. anytime anything's disruptive, the establishment says, whoa, wait a minute, we don't like that because we have to change our thinking. Yeah. So that was a perfect example with this. Fortunately, it's only been the past four years with the development of the high throughput next generation sequencing equipment that came out of the Human Genome Project that we've been able to sequence fast and for low cost all the DNA and RNA of this microbiome which allows us to do all the research and make the associations. So before five years ago, we had these thoughts and we had clinical associations, but it was impractical to really understand in detail what was happening. And thank goodness for technology that allows us now to see what's happening. Yeah, even though it doesn't work sometimes. So in the last three or four years, this has become like a lot less witchy and a lot more like backed by science now that we have the equipment to be able to observe a lot of this stuff. Is that basically what you're saying? Correct. And that spearheaded the interest in research all around the world. I mean, every major university, medical institution, the U.S. government funded a big microbiome initiative. Mm -hmm. So every week there's five or 10 or 15 papers coming out on the research. And it surprises everybody. I mean, Viome, a company that I'm with now, we actually discovered about three weeks ago that the microbiome is actually producing estrogen. Nobody has ever known that the bacteria in our gut produce the hormone estrogen. Huh. And we can link that with potentially with breast cancer risk, because now we know a Mayo Clinic did a study. We now we know that the breast cancer tissue has its own microbiome and is very different. It actually has dysbiosis, if you will, in women at high risk of cancer or with cancer versus women at low risk of cancer who don't have cancer. Wow. So it appears that, that the risk of breast cancer is starting in the gut. So what does this mean for the future of medicine? It means that we're going to have to pay a lot more attention to what's happening in the gut, the metabolic activity, what the chemicals that they're producing in the gut are, and how we monitor and regulate them. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about Viome then and like the mission statement. I don't know if it's your mission statement or whatever, the vision statement, whatever you'd want to call it. But when Naveen explains it, the one thing that he says, like the one line that he says, can you tell us what that is? And then kind of expound on a little bit, because the first time I heard him say it, it was just like, wait, what? What? <laughs> Say that one more time. Yeah, so go ahead. I will. And I just thought if I could add one more little piece of context so that people listening can understand just the breadth of this microbiome situation. It turns out that babies who are born through C-section versus babies who are born through the vaginal canal, natural birth, have a tremendous difference in both risk and activity of a whole range of diseases as an infant, whether it's asthma, food allergies, or increased risk of chronic disease as they get older in their 30s and 40s. 
And that's because when the baby is born in the vaginal canal, the natural way, they get exposed to the microbiome of the mom. When it's a C-section, they don't. Wow. Many hospitals are now using a spray for a C-section baby to spray a mimicked microbiome on the baby. So it's just everywhere. So the tagline is, we want to and will make chronic illness an option. That's such an outstanding <laughs> statement. I, like, like I said, when Naveen first said it, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. And then the more, the more that I've been able to research this idea of the microbiome, it just, the more it seems actually really possible. So let's fast forward like a decade and we have a ton more research out and there's all this information is now common knowledge and everybody's talking about it, supporting it. How do you make disease optional at that point? by providing information for people to make proper choices. And, you know, there's a, a wide breadth of what those could be. We're concentrating on the manipulation of the microbiome and what it's producing and not producing through food and diet, nutrition. Hmm. And we can talk about why that works and how that's important. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because basically what it is, is we're making disease optional because you now have the information to know what's going to happen to your body over a long period of time based on exactly what you're putting in into your body. And not just like, hey, you're going to get fat or you're going to stay skinny or you're going to build muscle, but like you could develop this major form of disease that could deteriorate your body and you're oxidizing over a period. Like, so all this kind of stuff will provide the information, but ultimately it's going to still be 100% up to the population with what they decide to do. Correct. It will be someone's choice. We want to make sure they have information to make an intelligent choice, and then it's up to them. And it's just true that within three, four, five years, we'll be able to accomplish that mission statement. Wow. I mean, there's no question about that. Wow. How many people do you need in order to provide that research? About a million people. Okay. Okay. That, that gives the artificial intelligence machine learning database enough pieces of data to really make the right on decisions for virtually everything. Certainly before that, we'll have information for various diseases. And by the way, I guess the diseases we didn't talk about, you know, that's all in the research in the news now, we're talking about virtually every chronic disease, whether it's Alzheimer's, depression, Parkinson's, autism, diabetes, obesity, heart disease, cancer. I mean, just basically what accounts for 95% of human illness and why we age fast and why many people die very ill. It's touching all those pieces. Yeah, every facet, really, of disease yeah. is, is going to be uncovered by that. So yeah. how can the listeners help that mission? Well, so first of all, so what Viome is doing, we are measuring the microbiome, the activity, the RNA of the microbiome in your gut to determine truly the only personalized diet. Okay, There is no universal healthy diet. There are healthy foods, but based on your microbiome, broccoli, for example, Travis, might not be a good food for you right now. The bacteria in your gut might convert the, the sulforaphane, which is a good chemical in broccoli, into a toxin that irritates your gut wall and causes that leaky gut that you mentioned a lot earlier. So, you know, all these diets, the keto, the paleo, the low-carb, high-protein, South Beach diet, whatever, they're not personalized. Hmm. They don't work for most people. Some people they work for, but not for most people. The only way to be able to tell that from the microbiome perspective is what do they need to both increase their diversity, so we have more of the 8,000 species that are there, and they're producing the right chemicals and not producing the wrong chemicals. For most people in this dysbiotic state, they're producing chemicals that cause an inflammatory cascade. So inflammation is the main cause of most chronic disease. Hmm. So if people know the exact foods to eat, the inflammation cascade gets stopped, and we call it gets down-regulated, and then lowers the risk of all those other diseases. 
So if you're listening right now and, and this is something that really intrigues you and you want to figure out some of this stuff and personalize, you know, what you should be taking into your body, you can go over to Viome.com. That's Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com slash B-Y-N for Build Your Network. And you will get a discount on that test, which is normally, I think, 400 bucks. And mm-hmm. if you get Correct. it at that link, you get it for 350. So if you're listening and this is something that really intrigues you and you want to figure out what's in your gut, which I highly recommend, I'll be ordering this test 100%. And if you're trying to figure out what that is, or if you just want to help Naveen Jain and Steven on this mission to make disease optional, head over to viome.com slash BYN to pick up a test that you can figure out this kind of information on. And Travis, that's probably the best investment that they're going to make in in their health because it's one of the few ways that they can learn something that's actionable. So it's not Mm -hmm. just some information, which is kind of interesting. It's information which artificial intelligence translates into this is what's right for you. Yeah. Not so, for anybody else. That's so important. I struggle with my weight. Well, I technically I still do struggle with my weight, but I have struggled with it more in the past. And it was because I could not find something that would just work for me. And eventually when I did, the results were just exponentially so much better, made the whole process so much more enjoyable. So right. highly yeah, recommend weight. going picking that up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, weight loss is not all that is directly related to calories. It's related to inflammation. Dr. Oz had a 30-minute show on Viome about two weeks ago, and he had had members of his audience from like four months ago do the test. We didn't know about it. And then they were on the show with us. And two of the women had been very much obese. They both lost like 75 pounds. And again, wow. it's not a weight loss diet. Right. There's nothing taken into account in terms of calories. It's just eating the foods that will balance your microbiome to produce less inflammation, which is the real cause of obesity, not calories. So incredible. So incredible. Yeah, I can't stress enough how much I'd recommend going and picking up that test. Again, that's biome.com slash B-Y-N. Well, Stephen, this is the Build Your Network podcast. So we do need to get more into a networking conversation here in the last few minutes. I wanted to take up a lot of the time talking with you about health because it's something that is just so important and something that I've really been shifting my focus to a lot within the last six to 12 months or so. So I was really excited to get into all that with you. But we do need to now kind of venture into the networking part, which is actually really intriguing to me because of the people that you've been able to meet and the people that you now get to hang out with and then the partnership that you have with Naveen Jain. And for those of you listening who don't know the name, just look up Naveen Jain and you can find up a ton of articles on everything that he's doing now and has a company that has permission to land on the moon and he's a multi-billionaire, just an incredible person. And this, all of your knowledge and accumulation of wisdom over your entire career, Stephen, has now allowed you to be able to connect with somebody like Naveen Jain. Can you talk through like what that process looked like? How did you guys end up working together on this project at Biome? Sure. I can I start, start off with my networking, I guess, philosophy throughout my career has primarily been open. Okay. So much of it wasn't conscious. So it wasn't, I was seeking things directly and had this very organized plan, although I guess that would work for some people. Mine was making sure I was always open to the possibility. I was always present and outgoing and made sure I was just around and meeting people and you know not hiding out in my office or in my home. So mm. I think that was a key part of it, yeah. just being open and receptive. And then people pick that up. Just people start talking to me on the street because I'm just like an open person. Yeah, so gosh. I think that's the part of it. That's such an important aspect. And, and I'll let you answer the question in a second. But since you brought that up, just a quick story on that that proves your point. And I'm sure I'll be telling this story for a while because I thought it was pretty cool. Literally last night, Stephen, I uh, was filling up my car at a gas station like five miles down the road from my house. 
And this guy pulls up next to me in a beautiful brand new Ferrari. And I kind of knew what the price range was. And so I just kind of said, hey, man, nice car. You mind if I ask what you do for a living? And it turns out I live in Vegas for everybody listening, by the way. So it turns out he's the president of MGM Resorts, which was just an incredible connection to, to have. I got his number and we talked and he said he would come on my show over time. So I just need to keep reaching out and being persistent and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get on the show sooner or later. So that way you, everybody can hear from him. But exactly what you were saying, Stephen, is just being open to the possibility of connecting with people. I think too many people leave it up to chance and leave it up to an accident and hope people get introduced to them. But if you just stay open to opportunities and you get out off the couch to go do things, you will end up meeting people because you put yourself in those situations. But anyway, that's a great example. And you were just being friendly. In right. a sense. You weren't looking at him and thinking, I don't think you are anyway, thinking, yeah. okay, if I say hello to him, maybe he can do something for me. Right, right. You were just, <laughs> what exactly. a beautiful car. Exactly. So, but most people wouldn't have commented on the car, mm, right? Right. Right. Most right. people would have to themselves and said, that's a nice car, but they would have been perhaps bashful or embarrassed or, you know, or not sure of themselves, confident yeah. themselves to, to say it. So that's the cascade. You start the cascade and then all these road possibilities open before you and you don't know what they're going to be. Right. Because there's a million little you know, branches off that road and each one has its own separate thing that might happen. But you have to start going down it right. to begin with. Exactly. Otherwise, you never see the branches. Right. So tell us a little bit yeah. about the story about how you got involved with Viome with Naveen. Sure. So uh, there I am in China, again, working with the government and with President Xi and also working in the microbiome field even there because China has a big interest in microbiome, both in terms of human health and also in terms of agriculture. And I had known Dr. Helen Mezier, who is now the chief medical officer of Viome, but I had known her when, in her days when she was with Craig Ventner at Human Longevity Institute. I actually had invited her to give a couple of speeches over in, in China. So we were keeping in touch. And then when I finally realized that my seven years in China was long enough and I was missing the United States, missing my kids and tired of breathing the air in Beijing. I just was thinking, okay, time to come back to the United States. What will I do there? I can write another book, do some consulting. And Helen calls up and says, you know, I know you've been following Viome and we're doing some amazing, amazing stuff. We're all in the beginning stage. This, this was last year. If you ever, you know, want to come back, you know, talk to us. So I said, well, Interesting enough, just last week, I've been putting it out to the universe just internally that I want to come back and continue to be productive. And wouldn't it be great if I do something in the microbiome field? Hmm. She said, fantastic. And he said, let me call Naveen. So he called me. I flew over to meet him up here in Bellevue. And I'm thinking, okay, I, you know, I'll do some consulting. Right. I'll be on the board of advisors, whatever. And after an hour, Naveen says, okay, so full time, right? <laughs> I said, oh, wait a minute. Hey, hang on, said, hang on. Yeah. Full time, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> now, little did I know, but I'm so excited about that. The full time means seven days a week, about 16 hours a day, keeping up um, <laughs> with, with the energy of Naveen and the rest of the amazing staff that we have here. Yeah. So You weren't sure that that was going to be part of the agreement at the time. Right, huh? right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're doing this because we love doing it. And this is a mission driven thing. And sure, will it be successful financially eventually? Of course it will be, but that's not why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. For me, financial success has always come secondary to just doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Financial success is fantastic. And networking is, is a way to make that happen. Did so, you know Naveen before any of this happened? Did you know who he was? Or I knew who he was for two things. One, because of following the whole microbiome field and following Viome from the day that it started. Okay. To, to, to figure out what they were doing. And then also, I had been involved back in old dot-com days in the beginning when Naveen was involved. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I knew of him. But then 
intervening years didn't follow him. So I think this is a good example of just the connection, right? right so right, the connection exactly. of Helen, professional connection, and then tying into now, oh, something that I want to do, tying into what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're obviously a very, very knowledgeable person, Stephen, and you are well connected as well. So I'm interested to hear your answer to this question. It's one that I ask every guest that comes on the show. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Well, so how many of your guests have said both? A lot of guests have said both. In the beginning, I let people get away with it, but nowadays I make people make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't say both. I'll say three quarters networking, 25% what you know. Because it's one thing to network, but if you don't know anything, then the networking doesn't get you very far, I guess. Right. Um, It could actually damage. Yeah. If you meet influential people, but you completely are underwhelming, then it's like, okay, well, now we're never going to do business with you. (laughs) Nice to meet you. but, (laughs) You But if you know a lot and don't network, then you never have any opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would put the networking first. Got it. Just Got being it. out there and meeting people. And then you can share, you have the opportunity to share with what you know, what you want to create. And that's the other key thing. You know, when you network is, what do you want to create? You know, not just what they're creating. How do you want to add to the value of a network that you're building? That one line proves that you're a good networker because you said, how do I add value? And that's really at the most simple terms, that's what networking is, is all it is is adding value to other people without expecting anything in return and then doing that on purpose instead of just waiting for things to come across your plate. You're going out seeking out ways to be helpful to people, to give without expecting something in return. And you've obviously done a fantastic job with that, Stephen. So moving on here, getting to the last segment of the show, something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Ready. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Oh, marine biologist. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? It would probably be Leonardo da Vinci. And it would be because I love creativity and I love to figure out ways to express my creativity. And I think he was one of the most creative people on the planet in history. Have you read the biography that just came out on him recently? Yes. Okay. Yep. I just downloaded that as an audio book, so I'm, I'm going to have to check it out too. Yeah, an amazing, amazing man. I mean, phew. How do you like to consume content? Books, blogs, podcasts, videos? Videos. I'm a very visual person. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Well, I get up relatively early, around six or so, do a short meditation, and I do some yoga while the coffee is brewing. Then if I have time, I do aerobic exercise. And while I'm doing that, I'm doing lots of, I start my work reading at the point that I'm doing my aerobic exercise on the bike. What is your go-to pump-up song, Stephen? Ha, huh. Pachelbel's Canon in D. Even though it's, you know, people wouldn't think of it as pump-up in terms of beat, but it's the pump-up for my soul. There you go. What are you not very good at? Dancing. I'm missing the dancing gene. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? MacRumors.com. <laughs> MacRumors.com. <laughs> nice. That and futurism, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, if you want to find out more about Stephen, then head on over there, or you can go over to Viome.com and check out their mission and everything that they do over there. And don't forget to order your test. You will not regret doing that. You have a great discount on it right now if you head over to Viome.com forward slash B-Y-N. But do it now. Do it before 
before you forget because this link expires in a week. So seven days from the date of this episode releasing, this link will expire. So if you're listening to this right now and this episode just came out, please head over to viome.com slash BYN and take advantage of that discount and get your test. And plus you're helping out an obviously very, very good mission as well. So Stephen, thanks so much for coming on the show. We had a blast chatting with you about stuff. I did as well, Travis. Take good care. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.